to another episode of the Geek Night Inn. I'm your host, Laura, and I am here this week with Kate. Hello. And no one else. It's just the two of us this week. <laughs> how, how are you doing, Kate? I'm very well. Also, because it's episode 64, I think we should remember, did you ever used to watch 64 Zoo Lane? 64, 64 <laughs> Zoo Lane. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware yeah. of this. I remember that a little girl slid down a giraffe's neck to get out of her bedroom window at night. I, I There was an elephant, I think. Yeah, she'd like just go on adventures in the jungle. It was amazing. No, it wasn't a jungle. Her house was next to a zoo because it was 64 okay. Zoo Lane. So the, the oh, I yeah. think the giraffe that lived in the zoo next door would put its head up by the window and she would like slide down the giraffe's neck into the zoo. And I think all of her that adventures makes, were in the zoo. That makes more sense than her going to the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, you had to use the title 64 Zoo Lane. I, I would have imagined you'd have got that it was a zoo. But... It was a long time ago. I didn't... It's in the name. I only remembered it because I looked at that name that you typed into Skype and was like, oh yes, it was in a zoo, wasn't it? I just remember it was near a, it was in a lane and I just remember her creeping out her bedroom window. <laughs> she must have had really poor sleep quality because of that. Yeah, like I imagine like her education suffered in everything bar biology where she's doing really well because she knows all about the animals. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how are you doing so well in this subject and no other subject? Well, I break into a zoo every night. It's the dream. It's the dream. How are you then, Laura? I am okay. How are you doing, Kate? I'm good. I'm it... good. Enjoying this. Oh, I'm, I'm a little bit tanned. That's exciting. Ooh, why are you a little bit tanned? Have you been so anywhere I... exciting? I work outside now, so I have, like, oh. they were coming through all my freckles. Yeah, you work in a place where you get to see the sunshine. You don't just shut yourself indoors and, like, watch other people shut themselves indoors. Exactly. Like, I literally used to work in a building that was practically windowless. And now <laughs> I either work outside or I work in a big glass building. So it's very exciting. But it does mean I, you know, I've I'm, I'm gone from translucent to, you know, an actual actual colour, which is nice. Yeah, you are comparatively tanned compared to, like, when you lived indoors. Yes, exactly. Yeah, see, this is my problem. I because I work from home, I spend so little time outside that I, if I spent like five minutes outside, I'm sure that I would get a tan. I just don't know that because I never spend five minutes outside. Well, it's it's a dangerous place. Yeah, I know all sorts of dangerous things that are not geeky out there. Wouldn't want to mess with those not geek things that are outside. But we're here, we're on this podcast, and this podcast does have geeky things, because we're the Geek Night Inn, and we talk about geeky stuff. Do you have anything geeky you'd like to start us off with this week? Yes, I'm about six weeks late, but I watched (laughs) Civil War. What did you think of Civil War? This is what happens when I no longer work at a cinema. I'm like, (laughs) what? What films? Who? What's a movie? Oh, I'm behind on films I want to see still. I did, I have seen Civil War, so we can both talk about that, and we're far enough away from launch that I feel like we can talk about it without having to worry too much about spoiling it for people. Yeah. Yes, I think you're right. Six six weeks will be okay. It was good. It wasn't, I don't know, it was good, but part of me wants to watch it again, because I really enjoyed it, and I probably will. But then also, I know there's going to be plot holes. Uh, there, there are definitely issues on a second watch. Like, I, I very much enjoyed it the whole way through in that I thought the, the writing, the pacing, the characterization, I thought they were all really solid. Um, I think that there were a lot of missed opportunities. And there were some things that, like, if I'm looking at it critically, I'll say, yeah, that is a criticism of this film. Uh, my big one being, I can't tell you the name of the villain of this film. Because he is a forgettable nobody. 
Well, he's not for me, but that's because I quite fancy the actor. Okay, well, like, do you see? Do you get what I mean? That like yeah. he feels like. I don't remember who that villain was, and like I'm trying to remember what his motivation was, and I'm like, if if you give me a minute, I'll remember it. But his it motivation wasn't... does not jump to mind. I don't know the Civil War arc very well. Mm. I don't know it at all, really. But I do know, like the you know they said, oh, it's not going to be Avengers 2.5. It's definitely going to be Captain America. And it wasn't. It was the Avengers. It was kind of two films in one. It was a sequel to that. It was a sequel. What was the second Captain America? It was a Winter Soldier sequel, but it was also an Avengers film. It's like they they kind of put the two films in one and mushed them together. I do think I have Marvel Marvel fatigue, though, and comic book movie fatigue. I just don't. They're good films, and they can. I feel like the Captain America stuff, especially, has been consistently good. Like you know, you can't say any of them are bad films. It's only really Iron Man and the Avengers that have dropped the ball a couple of times. Iron Man two generally not considered great. I didn't enjoy Iron Man three a huge amount. Age of Ultron was trash. Like it, it was so disappointing. So whereas Captain America: First Avenger, Winter Soldier. Um, and then Civil War are all consistently good films. So I think that's impressive that they've managed to do that. Also like that there was another community cameo. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it was basically playing the exact same character oh, as he yes. plays in the community. Like there was no attempt to hide that that's who he was being. It made me so happy. It was amusing. Like my my, I, I feel like I'm being critical because the, the critiques of this film, I feel like, are more interesting than the positive to, uh, positives to say about it because the positives boil down to it was well-paced and funny and they did a good job of introducing the two new heroes. They did. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like Spider-Man, they did a great job of introducing Even Spider-Man though. without doing an origin story and making it seem natural and giving him a good sense of character. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther, more predictable, I felt. Like... The second, oh, you knew, yeah. yeah. The second that actor came on screen and was getting screen time with Scarlett Johansson, it's like, oh, you're going to be Black Panther because you're getting screen time in this scene, and you're getting speaking lines. Like you're clearly going to be Black Panther, and then he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch Bucky. It's like, yeah, you're going to be Black Panther, and then he tries to take the helmet off as his big reveal. It's like, no, you're clearly Black Panther. It wasn't a reveal. Well, that's um, like they tried to do a big reveal with Sharon as well. Like I'm, I'm Peggy's niece. Yes. We know. You, you share the this. surname Carter. We we, we got that. Um, so like, other than that, I thought that like, other than those like little criticisms of Black Panther, I liked both of the character introductions. But like, you know what my biggest problem with the the plot of this is, and it it will not stop me enjoying this film on multiple watches. I will go back and watch it again and really enjoy it. But I'm kind of a little irritated that the film had such a strong concept and setup and then failed to take a side either way on like drawing any conclusions about what is the right thing to do in this situation it's a very contentious topic i think especially for americans and yeah i mean when was civil hang on let me find out when the civil war comic book arc was written mm. comic book. um okay 2006 2007 so it's post 9-11 that's important if this was done before 9-11 it would have been you know completely different I don't know much about the comic it could be that the comic is based on you know there is no 
good or bad. The, uh, the the comic, as I understand it, draws slightly firmer conclusions one way or another that were kind of in line with where the writers thought that America's political leadings were ultimately going to end up. Mm, yes, um, yes, I think... Yeah, I think... Um, I mean, all comic books, and I've, I've written stuff about this before, it's all based on real-life fears. Oh, you know? yeah, of course. But you can always tell by the bad guys. Bad guys used to be Russian, now they're Middle Eastern. Um, you know, from kind of the 90s onwards, they've been more Middle Eastern because they're the bad guys. Well, you say before that. We... You know who the villains this year for both um, Civil War and Batman vs. Superman were? Like, clean-cut, straight white guys living in America. Wow. Hmm. Mm. Just, just going to point that out there. Uh, that's apparently who we are scared of having too much power. Hmm. I think that's really. In- I thought that was really interesting as an observation before the films came out. Is this is two films in one year about? Hey, big burly white guy has too much power. <laughs> yes, I think that. Yes, that is very interesting. I don't know. I think I would. Part of me is like, oh, maybe I should read Civil War to understand more. And then the other part is like, no. So, not like, do this. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird double-edged sword. This film, in that I I like that they balanced it in such a way that like watching the film, it didn't feel like either side was one hundred percent in the wrong, and you could understand both Captain America and Tony Stark, Iron Man. So you could understand both of the angles they were coming from, and that while you know both sides were making their points quite considerably i do find it a shame that they never tried to draw any kind of conclusions out of what was an interesting discussion topic because i like that discussion um so i'm going to ask having seen the film who did you feel was more in the right in their thinking captain or iron man okay real talk the only thing i was think a i was i was in the cinema with somebody who I'm attracted to, so I was constantly <laughs> thinking, is she enjoying it? Do you think she likes it? Should I get more popcorn? Shall we go for drinks afterwards? So my critical analysis was lacking somewhat. Also, it's the second layer of my inability to choose is I'm really attracted to nearly everybody in this movie. <laughs> it's like Chris Evans, yeah. Stan, Daniel Poyle, um... Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Jeremy Renner are kind of annoying people, but very attractive. Um, who else was in it? Scott Johansson? Nah, not really my thing. Um, Elizabeth Olsen? Yes. Chadwick Boseman? I've not really seen him in enough to be really attracted to him. He's a very attractive man, but I'm not like, hmm, Black Panther, what a cat, you know, what a catch. Like, I mean, yeah, he's royal. Okay, now I fancy him. I've convinced myself. Um, yeah, so I was I was aesthetically persuaded um, towards <laughs> America's side, um, but not through any deep-seated political views well, so much as the booty. Yeah, I, I was, I was intr- interested by quite how many people were sort of saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, Captain America's side. And I was like, well... I thought that Tony Stark had a very good point, which was, for all the complaints I have of Age of Ultron as a film, Age of Ultron is a film about how a man with no oversight and a lot of power took it upon himself to do what he thought would save the world, and he almost ended up destroying it, and his realisation of, oh shit, I probably need... Like, I and the rest of us probably need some oversight because we are damn scary people. And I I was like... Yeah, that's. I totally see how you came to that conclusion, and you probably need to have that conversation about oversight because, like, 
you have been connected to every event that has almost destroyed the world that has happened. So you should probably, you know, maybe maybe have some oversight. Maybe not do that. Yeah, yeah. maybe not take it upon yourselves to do these things, because sometimes they turn out badly. And by sometimes, I mean all the time. You never think these things through, you stupid superheroes. Mm. Um, so yeah, Civil War. I, I enjoyed it. Um, that fight scene in the middle at the airport wasn't very long, but I thought it was like the best fight scene they've had in a in the Marvel films. I very yeah. much enjoyed watching, like, they knew how to make all the characters play to their strengths in that scene. Which yeah, is, which is very good. Um, it was funny. I enjoyed the funniness. Yeah, I, I expected it to be a lot more, like, grim, dark, serious than it was. And I enjoyed the humour. So, I like Civil War. It was enjoyable. It's by no means a perfect film, but I had a lot of fun with it. I think you are right. I heartedly agree. Woo! Uh, complete change of topic. I want to talk about a comic book. Oh my goodness. Which I what? never... I never do. So this is a comic I read a while back. It came out, like, the first issue came out in, I think, 2014, and I got a tattoo from it uh, this week. So... That's where it's from! Yeah. So this this Thank comic... You, I recognise it. Yeah. This comic is called Bitch Planet, and the best way I can pitch it to people is basically, imagine season one of Orange is the New Black, but the prison is in space. And that's like that's that's my my boilerplate pitch for it. So, it is a comic about a dystopian near future in which, basically, misogyny has been taken to various extremes, and women who do not fit into a very specific uh, view of what women should be are labelled as non-compliant and basically sent to a mo- like a space prison. And these crimes could range from. Anything between, like, oh, you are too overweight through to, like, you don't have this attribute of traditional femininity. And it's basically, like, the comic follows the the stories of a bunch of these people who've been sent to this space prison and their journeys of finding self-worth in themselves and being like, I don't care that the world says this is wrong. I feel awesome with myself. And it's a really, like... it's a really lovely, positive comic. Um, but yeah, this this tattoo I got from it this week was um, all of the women who get sent up to this basically space prison get branded with a tattoo of the letters NC for non-compliant, which is meant to be a brand that's like, no, do not associate with them. If they somehow get out of space prison, like, just know that they're a non-compliant. This is a b- very bad thing. But because of the tones of the comic being so much about like positivity and being like, no, be proud of the things that like the these kind of assholeless miso- misogynists would look at you as less of a woman because of, and embrace them as the things that make you great. So mm. yeah, I got a non-compliant tattoo from Bitch Planet, and you should all go read it because it's great. <laughs> I think I read the first issue, but it was a while ago. Yeah, because like it's it's been very slow on releases. Like it, the first mm. the first issue came out in twenty fourteen, I think it was. Uh, the first trade paperback of like five or six issues wasn't until I think sometime in twenty fifteen, and it's up to like seven or eight episode uh, issues currently. So it's still very very young, but everything in its handling of um, body positivity in terms of like size and. Um, presentation and sort of LGBT stuff has all been 
so on point that I am very confident in like recommending it. So yeah, mm. Bitch Planet. You should go read it. It's great. It's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's that's another thing. Uh, what other things have we got to talk about today? No, I'm I'm being chief organizer of things at the moment. What right, kind of things are you organizing, chief organizer of things person? This is like me also promoing, so pay attention, peeps, <laughs> homies. Um, Nine Worlds. Woo! I'm oh. so excited. Oh my god, I really hope I can go. I should be able to go. I am crossing my fingers I get to come. Have you booked, like, rooms and stuff? We have accommodation and travel booked, um, okay. both me and Tilly, but then I basically I got offered a surgery date that's about six weeks before Nine Worlds, so okay. I should be up and about and fine to come along to, to Nine Worlds. I will have to every so often just, like, retreat to the hotel room to go and sleep, but... Yeah, and I, I think you could organise, yeah. you could manage it. I should be able to, so long as there's no, like, complications or anything, as long as I'm healing fine, yeah. but it's one of those, like... I should be there, I can't promise yet, and I really hope I get to go, because this will be my first year going that's not for work, so I can actually go watch a bunch of panels. This is exciting. Yeah. Well, I am doing things at it because I love to do things, and I'm very excited. Like, I was, you know, obviously it takes a long, long time to, the organisers of doing loads of things, and I'm, like, waiting, refreshing my email, and (laughs) I have had confirmation of a couple of things that I'm doing, and there's a couple more things in the works, but... The one thing that I'm kind of starting with in terms of organisation is a series, well, series, a session comprised of three, possibly four mini talks on queer people from history. So Mm. it's going to be called LGBTQIA plus history heroes. And I have a few people um, interested, but I would like, you know, if there's any more, I'd rather have too many than too few. Um, and basically anybody who wishes to discuss for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, um, possibly less if there's more people, um, a person from history who is non-cis, non-heterosexual, um, you know, is queer in any way, shape or form, then let me know at what Katie underscore did on Twitter and I can email you the details. I'm very, very excited for this. I'm not actually going to, I'm just going to do the introduction um, I'm not going to do a person unless I don't have enough people and then <laughs> I will have a backup in case somebody drops out or, you know, can't come or whatever. But yes, I'm very excited about because it's history and it's queerness and both of these things are very important to me. Uh, and it's, you know, like Julius Caesar was bisexual. Um, you know, he shagged like all of Europe. Um, there was a woman called Christina of Sweden who I, be- you know, it's hard to say, but I believe now she would... Um, identify herself as gender non-conforming in some way um, she dressed up a lot as a man and lived as a man for a while um, and also when she was born they announced that it was a boy um, and we don't know why but they did and she was kind of raised as like a not as a prince but if she was going to rule the country as a prince mm. would have been raised yeah um so yeah I mean we can't ever put labels on people without their consent. And given that most of the people from history are dead, um, we're not going to get much, you know, they can't sign anything. But the, for me, the process of reanalyzing history through a queer lens is enough. And to say that somebody wasn't 
heteros you know was not firmly heterosexual and that then rearranging the narrative so it's not this everyone's been straight forever and ever and ever and, and trans is is a tumbler thing and being by was fake you know all these things that actually have been around for centuries and centuries you know thousands of years i'm hopefully having um somebody who was on some of your panels um talking about non-binary mythological uh figures from greek myth so mm. i'm very excited about that um even though they're not real because they're myth they were so significant to greeks that it kind of counts because they influenced everything um other things i'm doing at nine worlds hopefully something um time travel 101 so how to get involved with studying history mm. and learning about history um, I, 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 I really hope you don't get anyone disappointingly turning up hope, thinking that it's going to be like a Back to the Future and Doctor Who panel. <laughs> well, I will make it clear. I will probably <laughs> do a subheading. I will do a subheading. Yeah, um, just make sure it's part of the title so that people who don't bother to read the bio don't m make any mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, last year it was Lemon Cakes and Courtesy, a defense of Sansa Stark, because I didn't yeah. want people coming and thinking... <laughs> Well, I thought this was a cooking show and also etiquette. You know, yeah, what's well, this about? Yeah, well, it kind of was. It kind of was, but it, that, and that would have been cool. But yes, um, oh, that's sorry. I just have to jump this in. I haven't been watching Game of Thrones, but uh, as you can imagine, I am not enjoying all the oh, Sansa's so cool now. Oh, she's why wasn't she like this all along? And I have blocked people. I have unfriended people. I have cut people out of my life this week, Laura. It's been uh, tough. I, I, I understand. It's very tough wanting to defend a fictional character who does not exist because you think that they are precious and want them to continue to be precious. I understand the, well, the pain. So, and there's so many, there's this, you know, a lot of fundamental misunderstanding of her character, but also, which I desperately want to defend and explain to strangers. But also I'm like, well, if you'd come to my talk which I'm not going to repeat because I can't remember most of it, then you would have known. And apparently that doesn't win you many arguments. What, saying I made a great argument, but you didn't hear it, sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you just have to trust me, the argument was great, I promise. Exactly. <laughs> um, right, so what else do we... Yeah, my, my plans for Nine Worlds are... I haven't agreed to be on anything because I don't know for certain that I'm going to be there and I don't want to be the person that agrees and then has to pull out. Uh... But I am going to some events this year in which I will be doing cosplay. Ah, there's a segue. Uh, so, yeah, I've got a couple of cosplays that I have sort of just finished up that I'm going to be taking to the MCM big expo convention thing in London at the end of May, which will be like the, the end of the week that this episode goes up. I am going to be cosplaying as Chell from Portal, Ray from The Force Awakens... And what is my third one? Uh, oh, Undyne from Undertale. So, That's yay! That's Pardon? That's a lot of cosplay. That is three cosplays over three days, two of which have large props. Um, I large must... props? Yeah, one second, let me, let me grab one of these props. I'm just going to put this up by the microphone. I have a, ve I have a very fancy lightsaber prop. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, someone's uh, some fan sent me to my PO box like a a like a metal hilted like proper full size lightsaber. It's oh really cool. Yeah, it it is really cool, and that is primarily why I am doing a Ray cosplay. Is because I'm like I have this lightsaber. I can't let it go to waste. I need to do a Star Wars cosplay of some kind. 
Fair enough. I am hopefully cosplaying as Ray um, for Nine Worlds, but I will be doing one cosplay and the rest of the day, the rest of the week, yeah. I will just cosplaying as me. I I cannot blame people, but it feels like Ray is going to be this year's like the cosplay that oh, all yeah. of the awesome ladies are doing everywhere. Because yeah, why wouldn't you? There's not enough cool characters. Last year was Mad Max and mm. Agent Carter. Yeah. I don't remember what everyone dressed up really as the year before. Lots of things, I guess. Lots yeah. of different things. Yeah, I, you can definitely tell from people's cosplays over the year who has been, like, the big impact. Yeah, what is the character that, like, everyone was like, yes, this is the character that we all identify with and think is amazing, so... I think especially with um, with non-male characters, because there are so... Yeah. Not so few, but ones that make a huge impact you know you're not necessarily going to dress up as a random sidekick from this film but you will dress up as somebody who had a lot more airtime yeah it it is really interesting that like the two big female cosplays the last two years have been like here is a series that previously had primarily male protagonists that have been rebooted or revived with a female protagonist and everyone's like yep that's the thing that everyone wants to be which is a good sign for the progress of like the direction triple a films are going in so yeah i agree hurrah so yeah i'm going to be doing a bunch of cosplays um i have a big huge portal gun replica as well for my portal cosplay so that's going to be fun i have no idea how i'm going to get it to london in one piece but i'll work that out when i do that um yeah, cosplaying is fun, and I haven't done nearly enough of it this year, so I am looking forward to that. Uh, what else have we got on the topic list this week? You've got a beauty thing to talk about. I don't remember yeah. what it is, but I wrote down beauty thing. Beauty thing. Well, yeah, this is thing. another one I need kind of help with. I'm hoping to set up on Facebook a kind of private... Every more, People are welcome. Lots Everybody is welcome, as long as they kind of request to be added. But it will be um, kind of hidden from public searching um just a group about um kind of cosmetic products and um you know i'm really into makeup and i know a huge amount of people that are into makeup and just kind of a safe inclusive space to talk about makeup to you know say oh i've got this new product and it was really good or not very good um and especially to share like discount codes and um you know if you found something really good on ebay um or on you know some kind of secondhand site and you say oh yeah this is legit because the thing with makeup is it's not cheap sometimes but there are a lot of ways of getting makeup cheap if you know um Mm. so you've got lots of people who want to experiment with makeup and just think oh well it's so expensive you know I can't I can't waste all that money on it and actually there are ways to get it a bit cheaper but I don't have a name for it (laughs) (laughs) I don't think of anything so basically (laughs) are you crowd crowdsourcing from the podcast listeners like hey name this thing I'm doing like I it's gonna be on Facebook because usually I put glam twitter as like the hashtag for when I'm talking about makeup Mm. but it's gonna be on Facebook but it's gonna be like you know very body positive and kind of any everyone is invited and um posting like selfies and oh you know exciting it's exciting I find talking about makeup very exciting and like tips and tricks and good um like you know good videos and tutorials and as a side note if any listeners ever want to talk about makeup come and talk to me I love makeup so much I'm wearing loads of makeup right now it's incredible um I very annoyingly went in I went shopping the other day and I bought a new phone that was exciting um and then I went we we had finished our shopping and then we said oh 
oh, we'll just pop into John Lewis and they have the Mac makeup counter. And we said, oh, we'll just, you know, it's just fun to look, but we won't buy anything. <laughs> and then the woman goes, oh, it's 15% off. And I said, why did you even tell me? <laughs> but like 15% off, they never have sales like that. I did only buy one thing. I was very restrained. But yeah, I bought some face powder and then I went to Benefit because they had 15% off. And why did you tell me? You know, it's not fashion. They should have given it to me for free because they made me buy it. Yeah, that is how, like, capitalist society works. Yeah. I think with a lot of my makeup, I do spend money when, you know, I will buy stuff from, like, Mac. But I will never go in and say, oh, I'll just get this. It's generally something that I have wanted for a long, long time. Mm. And I will view things, which is why I want to make this group, because I very rarely buy makeup without reading reviews of it. Because some yeah. makeup is so rubbish. Um, and sometimes you can, you know, people rave about it online and you know it's probably going to be good. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a kind of place for recommendations and don't bother with this. Or actually, I used that and it was really cheap and actually it's worth a lot more. You know, it's it's got a better value. So if anyone has a good name for like an inclusive beauty. I, I can't think of one, but I'll be thinking about it once the show is over. Uh, <laughs> completely. Uh, off-topic thing that I have just come across. Did you know there is a Twitter account called Every Word is Gay that every that goes through the dictionary and every 20 minutes tweets out gay followed by the next word in order from the dictionary? Okay. In what? order to tell the world that every word is gay. So I someone has shown me a tweet from however long ago that is gay but... Oh, it's you. It's me. It's no, your aesthetic. I, I find this a vaguely amusing account where it's just like, ah, everything's gay. We will slowly tweet out that everything is gay. So that is a thing that I saw while we were doing the podcast, and I was like, I need to, I want to say words and stuff. Um, There's one that's every, like, fuck every word, and everyone's waiting for it to be fuck fuck. Everyone's <laughs> very excited about this, which I think says a lot about the state of the internet. That's that is actually a thing I would I would I could see getting excited about waiting for that to happen. It'd be a, like a little cultural nexus that would happen momentarily, and then away it would go forever. I saw a thing um, like a quote about Twitter. Twitter is, you know, when everyone had Usenet and LiveJournal and all those kind of things. Imagine every different forum that all don't really like each other put into one place, and also randomly professional journalists. <laughs> And that's Twitter. And I thought, yeah, that that's that's us. That that is Twitter. That is that is Twitter. Twitter is basically like everyone in the world walked into one big room and tried to split themselves off into groups of people who liked each other, but they could all kind of see and hear the groups that they know they act they absolutely hate. Yeah. And it's like just just ignore them, just ignore them. Like I know you can hear them, just don't worry about them. And also, randomly, professional journalists. Well, of course. If there was a room with everyone in the world in it, you'd expect there to be some professional journalists there to report on the fact that existed. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, other things I've been doing recently. I've been building, like, robot model kits because I am a huge, huge nerd. Um, Mo sorry, mobile uh, Like, uh, a little model robot kits. Okay. So, basically, like, picture... Like, you know, Pacific Rim, you've got the Jaegers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Basically, imagine those, but like the anime equivalent. And it's all like 
sheets of plastic that you have to like break these bits of plastic off and push them together and I basically will spend four or five hours in one go putting together all these tiny little pieces to build a plastic robot and then put it on my shelf so that is the thing I've been doing and like the reason I've been doing it is that it's it's a very similar appeal to those adult coloring books in that it's something very calming, very therapeutic. You're working towards this eventual goal when you finish it, and then you're like, oh, I finished and I made this thing, and it now looks good because I did all the little intricate details, and now it's finished. And, yeah, some someone sent me a bunch of those, so I built, like, five of them in a week because I... <laughs> I have no self-control. I had like five of them in my office that had been sent to me and I was like, you know, what's a good idea? Let's just sit and build these this week. So I have a bunch of Evangelion models in my office just on shelves. Fair so yeah, that's, that's a geeky thing I did this week. Um, have you got any other that's geeky... Th- have you got any more geeky things you want to talk about this week? Hang on, let me scroll up. i got to scroll, i got to scroll. I don't know any more things, to be honest. Yeah, I'm I'm looking now. I feel like I've not got any more geeky things, and I feel really bad about that, because I'm like, surely there's more geeky stuff that happened in my life that I'm not talking about, but I can't think what it is. Our existence is in itself geeky. I did a whole Lord of the Rings marathon the other day. Ooh, how how did you get on with those? Extended editions, obviously. All of them back to back in one day? Yeah. How How was it? <laughs> It was good. It was good. But I, Return of the King, I had lost interest and I was just talking. But I could def- I could do it again. You know, I could do it on my own. I, I couldn't do it in a cinema. I would die. But I could do it again on a sofa with more snacks. It was excellent. And I'm hoping to do um, Star Wars soon. But possibly not back to back. Yeah, like maybe split more. that up into like do three of them one session, three of them another session, and then the new one. Yeah, like split them up nicely. Yeah, and I think prequels because I'm going to show someone who has not seen them. I haven't really seen them all. Like I can tell you vaguely, but I couldn't be like, oh, remember when he said this? So I think I'm going to go prequels, um, originals, Force Awakens because I want to kind of do get the crap out of the way. If if you are confident in the the fact that like you can get through them and that the person won't be turned off from continuing by watching no, the no, originals, then you'll be, be. fine. There, Just, there won't be a choice. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like an opt-out after, you know, you're either in or you're out. You that, know? that is fair enough, then. <laughs> um, yeah, there is, like, I re-watched them a little while ago, and I have... Like, the biggest thing I have a problem with is just so much of the prequels comes down to... I met you when I was 10 and decided I wanted to marry you. I met it's you a decade... I, yeah, I and I met you a decade later and you didn't remember me. How dare you? Um, I'm going to be a weird, creepy stalker and you, you're going to actively tell me you don't like me. But then something we don't know what will change and you'll love me and I will be a creepy person who will like try and kill everyone. Mm-hmm. That is the prequels and they're weird. Yes, they are weird and terrible and strange, but fun on Lego Star Wars, which I've nearly finished. How how where are you up to? Um, I'm. Th- I think I'm getting near the end of episode six. I don't have episode seven, um, because I don't know. I don't know if they've done the Lego episode seven. They. I know they are doing one. I don't know if it's out yet. Yes. Um. 
but yes, I am. I am going to do that um, when that comes out. But yes, I've nearly put it. It's so fun. It's really good. It's such a good game. I'm going to be really sad when it finishes, but not that sad because I'm going to um, get back to Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh. oh, did you see that there was a trailer for the Assassin's Creed movie? Was it a trailer or was it just more stills? No, no, no. There's a trailer. Oh, Lord. Um, are you going to watch it on the podcast now? Yeah. <laughs> um, so. I, think, I can't see a trailer. Oh, wait. Hang on. Yeah, so before you watch this trailer, I'm going to tell you one thing about this film. Oh, no. Apparently, two-thirds of it are going to be in the present day, and only a third of the what? film is going to be in the past. What? Yep. Now, watch you... that Watch that trailer and tell me what, what your reactions are. Never speak to me or my son again. Right. <laughs> okay. I, I, I kind of want you... Send me the link so I can watch it along with you on the podcast. Okay, hang on a sec. Da-da-da-da. Right, we'll press play at the same time. Okay, It'll give me a second to, to load it up. Everyone, if you want to watch along with us, we're watching on movie clip trailers on YouTube. So it's the Assassin's Creed official trailer number one, 2016, Michael Fassbender, Marion, Colletard movie HD. That's what we're watching. Uh, okay, are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Lovely oh, green screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Makes for great audio for great podcasting, doesn't it? Yeah. Hey, it's Fassbender. I don't yeah. like him. I'm very hit and miss on him. Oh yeah. So Fassbender was apparently like sentenced to death or something, and the people who sentenced him to death faked his death so that they could take him to the Animus place. It's not a prison. You're about to enter the animus. Hmm. You're about to see, hear, and feel are the memories of your ancestor, who's been dead for 500 years. Thank you, Marion Cotillard. You're playing Miss Exposition. Okay, so yeah, I have a question. Why does he need the blades in the present when he's using them in the past? To the Spanish Inquisition. Why not? Um, also, you know that weird robot arm thing that was hanging off the wall? Why is that? Is that Kanye West? Yes, he's singing a song about how he is God, but he's also a man of God, and he's going to kill God, and his dog is a God. Everyone is God. It's a terrible song. Yeah, so as you'll see in a second, like, he in the present, he's strapped to, like, a weird robot arm, and he's doing, like, backflips and stuff in the present, because, like, that's apparently the animus. Is this weird, like, this present... Robot, present day robot arm. Oh, he did a jump. Yeah. We work in the dark. The... That's the that's light. the animus, that weird robot we arm he's attached to. Yeah, it's okay. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, how how are you feeling about this? So is it definitely confirmed that most of it's going to be in the present day? Yes, it has been said in interviews that two-thirds of it are going to be in the present day and only one-third of it is going to be in the past. The fucking game two-thirds in the present day. Yeah, like, the, the game... only bit that was good in the present day... Sorry, yeah? Was, uh, the only bit that was good in the present day was Black Flag, because you got to actually do stuff in the present day. Like, 
fucking what? Well, this, like, I, yeah, what? This, this is why the games like are so so little of them is in the present day anymore because everyone's like, no, what we want is the past because the past being an assassin in the past is cool. But no, yeah. apparently, like two thirds of this film are going to be like, hey, you were meant to be killed, but we didn't kill you. Oh, we we so locked you up it. in this place. It's not a prison, but you can't leave. Now you got to go into your past and be an assassin on a crazy metal arm. Kanye West will tell you he's a god. I love that Kanye West is... I wish Kanye West was playing the main character. <laughs> that would be incredible. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would happily watch this film with Michael Fassbender replaced with Kanye West. That would be amazing. To be honest, most things would be better if Kanye West had replaced whoever. But yeah, I think it's... If, it, if, it, if you're just showing me that trailer, I would have gone, yeah, that's re- that looks really good. But the fact that it's not going to be in the past, which is the only good bit, like that's, mm. the, that's the game. You don't play the games like, oh, I wonder what Desmond's doing today. Nobody does that. Like the whole point of the main characters, like in the present day, is that they they are totally bland. They have absolutely no... Exactly. They, they are nowhere near as interesting as the people who like lived before them. This, you are supposed to put yourself in their shoes. It's a self-insert. They might as well. I mean, in one of the games, they don't even have a main character. You literally are just you. It's all done from your eyes, yeah. and they talk to you. They don't gender you. They don't give you a name. It's you, and that I really, really, really like. Yeah. And my, you've got this. My, my assumption about this is that probably the first 30 minutes or so are going to be you were meant to die, you didn't die, you're here, we're plugging you into the Animus for the first time. Well, then probably spend, like, 30-ish minutes then in the Animus with, like, little flashes of always doing the flips in the room, in the present, and then we'll have 30 minutes at the end of whatever, like, oh, he's breaking out of the... of Abstergo, and he's trying to escape and get his life back from them after they kidnapped him to go to his past or whatever. For like the last I'm half hour of that film, probably. I, I have never been so horrified about anything. Is, is this ruining like everything you thought you liked about video games is being ruined? Now you understand why people don't like video game movies. But yes, yeah, this is really the problem. Been any good ones have there. There's been very few good ones. Um, like from all accounts, the Angry Birds movie was okay. Uh, Wreck It Ralph, which isn't based on any any specific video game, is really good. Yes, that is uh, true. The Ratchet and Clank movie that came out recently was apparently very mediocre. Like it's it's very very hit and miss video game films. Like the assumption is always it's going to be terrible until we're proven wrong. Yeah. So uh, that yeah. Going to be a few of them, but there there you go. That's Assassin's Creed has a movie trailer. Hooray! Well, I'm disgusted. And I feel personally victimized by this. Yeah, this is this is an active like affront to your good name. This is an act of war. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. I was so excited about this film. I was going to go see it with my brother-in-law, who likes Assassin's Creed, and my sister. I think it could still be really enjoyable, and I'm still going to go see it like probably as soon as it comes out. So... I will wait. But I will. I think I will see it. But I will. Const- I will moan about it and say <laughs> things like, "I am disgusted," yeah. multiple times. Hurrah! So yeah, is that a is that a good place for us to wrap up for this week? Probably. I believe so. Yeah. I think, I think we so. did all right there. So uh, 
Hooray, that has been episode 64 of the Geek Night In podcast. Uh, time to do self-promotion. Kate, where can people find you on the internet? I am at what Katie underscore did, and I am currently, as I said, looking for um, speakers for Nine Worlds. There's going to be other stuff about history and culture that I'm getting involved with, so if you're interested in that, just hit me up. Um, and also... If you have a good name for this Facebook group, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and you can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz.com, Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on YouTube, Laura K Buzz on Patreon, which pays the bills. Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Uh, by the time this goes up, I will have a Dark Souls 3 Let's Play starting. So if you want to see me suck at a video game and die over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again because I'm not good at Dark Souls, that's the series for you, probably. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for watching, everyone. We'll have another episode for you again soon. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs>